The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Well, welcome to our sixth episode of Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and our topic for today's show is the power of promotion. I'm coming to you live from the campus of Wheaton Bible College in the Chicago area, on location for one of the most prestigious Christian writers' conferences in the country, Write to Publish. This event is one of the best gatherings around where professional writers, editors, agents, and industry professionals equip and empower aspiring authors, veteran authors, and everything in between. I'll be serving on the faculty of the conference this week, so while here, I've met a few authors whom I'll ask to share their most effective promotional strategies to sell more books, along with their biggest promotional failure. We can all learn from what has worked and what has flopped, and I'll look forward to introducing them to you later in today's show. We're also going to discuss the shameless self-promotion with author, actor, and screenwriter Tori Martin, and then writing coach Rochelle Melander will share the best ways for an author to master social media. The publishing landscape continues to change and evolve with thousands of unpublished authors entering the market every day, all the more reason to find the most effective ways to promote your book and stand out from the crowd. And I am so excited to be here at Write to Publish with lots of longtime friends and peers in the industry. Just can't wait to have you meet some of them. So before I introduce them to you, let me tell you a little bit about both Tori and Rochelle. In fact, as I'm doing this, call or text a friend, have them tune in on voiceamerica.com. Once they're at the site, all they have to do is type publishing today into the search bar and they'll be able to listen live. So here's the lineup for today's episode of Publishing Today. During the first segment, I'll introduce you to Tori Martin, who's going to share from his book entitled Shameless Self-Promotion for the Christian Creative. And here's a little bit about him. Although Martin has a long list of accomplishments as an actor, author, storyteller, and stand-up comedian, he prefers to use his gifts for laughter, writing, and entertaining to bring serious messages to audiences through the softening blows of humor. After telling a typical Tory story revolving around his own blundering and misfortune, Martin pulls in the spiritual lesson in a sometimes subtle way. He says, if I can keep them laughing while they're learning, it doesn't hurt their brain as much. Martin was a stand-up comic and actor in Los Angeles before he became a Christian. After finding the Lord, he moved to Alaska and lived in a remote cabin with a friend who was studying for the ministry. He gave up acting and comedy for two years and studied the Bible while becoming grounded in his faith. After being encouraged with by some friends at his church, Tori began 
writing comedy sketches, which he entered into the national competition sponsored by the Gospel Music Association called Christian Artists. Now it's called Seminar in the Rockies. He won the grand prize two years in a row and now returns annually as an instructor. So Martin has written for Adventures in Odyssey, which is a children's radio series produced by Focus on the Family. And for this... And for this self-proclaimed hippie for the Holy One, the melding of talent and faith have also resulted in the release of several books, including Under the Circumstances and What a Character. Both are collections of comedy sketches about the Christian life. So that's Tori. Then during the second segment, I'll have Rochelle Melander with me to share some secrets on mastering social media. Here's a little bit about her. Author, coach, and spiritual leader Rochelle Melander has helped thousands of people create rich lives, meaningful work, and great books. Rochelle brings to her work a solid education in coaching, therapy, writing, and theology, the practice of long, lifelong learning, years of experience as a writer and speaker and coach, and a passion for hearing and nurturing the dreams of others. So I am so excited to introduce both of these incredible writers and mentors to learning and aspiring writers to all of you today. They're great people and you're gonna learn a lot from them. So then during the third segment, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to introduce you to two authors who are going to share their most memorable and effective book promotion stories along with their biggest failures. So it'll be a great time to glean ideas that may also work for the book you plan to promote. So this is going to be an incredible show overflowing with effective ideas and advice. You won't want to miss a moment of the show. And just so you know what to expect, during the last five minutes of the show, we're going to have a segment called Ask Athena, where I'll be answering your questions on writing, publishing, and book marketing, branding, and promotion. So if you have a question you'd like me to answer, send me an email at questions at askathena.com, and I'll get that into the lineup on a future show. So before I bring each of my guests into the conversation, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. You can connect with me on the web at publishingtodayradio.com, on Facebook at Publishing Today Radio, on Twitter, my handle is Athena underscore on the air. And if you're listening on the Voice America Variety Channel on live at voiceamerica.com, I'd love to welcome you to our show today and also those who are listening to the archived show. I just highly recommend that you download the Voice America app onto your smartphone so you can listen in real time even if you're on the go. All right, enough of all that. So let's get this show on the road. Welcome to Publishing Today Radio, where aspiring authors, thought leaders, business owners, and others with a story to tell discover resources, helpful tips, and sage advice. 
Join Athena Dean Holtz, publishing industry expert, author, speaker, and independent publishing pioneer as she brings to the forefront experts who provide the information you need to succeed. And now, here's Athena. So we are here at Wheaton Bible College for the Right to Publish Conference, and I have with me Tori Martin, who is the author of Shameless Self-Promotion for the Christian Creative. And we are going to talk about, he's teaching all week on that very subject, Shameless Self-Promotion, and anybody who has written a book and has a message to share needs to get over feeling weird about promoting themselves. And so Tori is going to help us do that today. So Tori, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And this book is all about how to promote yourself without selling your soul. Because it does get a little weird sometimes when you have to promote yourself. But there is a way to do it from a Christian perspective. That is just what we want to hear about. So, okay, before we get into um, that specific, the shameless self-promotion, there was one thing that caught my eye uh, that you're going to be teaching on, and it's the secrets of free publicity. And, you know, when people are publishing and they're trying to get their work out you know they want to watch their budget and be as effective as they can so if there's a way to get free publicity they need to know about it so why don't you give us a few tips on that well I think the best way to get publicity first is to start off locally wherever you are right now and that means getting familiar with your local paper I would if I just wrote a book and I was trying to get some a review of it or trying to get an article written about it I would probably spend some time getting familiar with some of the local reporters then when I found a reporter whose work that I admired, you should call that local newspaper and ask to speak to that reporter. When that reporter answers the phone, you tell them that you're a fan of their work, that you appreciated at least two articles that they've written, be able to comment specifically on them, and then say, it's because of your writing abilities that I decided I wanted to take a gamble and contact you and see if you might be interested in a story that I'd like to pitch to you. Usually, flattery gets you everywhere, especially if it comes from the heart and it's really somebody. And trust me, you want to do your research. You want the best writer to be work, to be the person who's writing the article about you. So do your homework, um, and then be able to pitch your story succinctly to them. So the important thing is what I hear you saying is you got to be prepared. Find a good writer first, compliment second, and then be prepared to give them the best elevator pitch that you can on what the story is. Elevator, an elevator pitch, by the way, means the ability to pitch your story in the length of time that it would take to write an elevator, usually 15 to 30 seconds maximum. Okay, so in order to get free publicity, we want to survey the market in our local market. We want to find a good writer. We want to do our homework, actually really enjoy their writing, let them know that, pitch them, so then where do we go from there? I mean, we start with that local area. You want to find more than one person to write a story about you? Right, absolutely. But the best way to get to find other, like magazines and stuff, to write about you is to have those other press articles that have already been ex exposed. It's a lot like being an actor. Nobody wants to be, or a first-time publisher, nobody wants to take the first gamble. They want everybody else to have made the gamble first, and then they'll jump on the bandwagon. It's the same thing with publicity. They want to know that at least somebody else has done the research, looked you up, verified your abilities, your story, and all that, and written an article about you. So the best way to do that is somewhere locally first. Then you take those local press clippings along with the rest of your press kit together, and you give it to the next level, the magazine people, and see if they'd be interested. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what I hear you saying is it's have a strategy and go local first, get that first one, and then move from a local newspaper to 
magazine to maybe TV? To, so do you do all the different types of media? All, all that sort of stuff. And another thing I want to stress is writing a press release. I mean, sometimes just writing a really effective press release and sending it directly to the newspaper will get you a story. But the secret to getting your press release published, or they'll read the press release and say, hey, this is a great press release about this author who wrote this one book. I think there's more of a story here. Why don't you do an article on them? The secret to that happening is to make sure that your press release does not sound like it's an advertisement. Like it's an advertisement for your book. You've got to make your press release sound like you are news. Trust me, the newspaper people are much more interested in their article than they are in your product. So you can't make whatever it is that you want press for sound like it's a product. You've got to show how it can benefit the community by having an article written about it in the local paper and how, um, how, it is, how it's a, a good human interest story, that there's something besides just an advertisement. So in other words, you don't want to go in there and say, buy my book, this is what on page 52 of my book. They'll, they'll turn you off right there. So the key to getting press release placed is to make your copy sound like it's news, not like it's an advertisement. Um, remember, you can get lots of free exposure because media needs fresh information each day. In fact, events or speakers or writers that get involved with charities or community organizations are ones that get covered by the media. Why? Because it shows how it can benefit the community. For instance, if you're a writer and you wrote a story about an abused wife, uh, uh, a spousal abuse, or about adoption, or about, you would want to partner with a charity, or, or a, uh, uh, your lead character has breast cancer. Anything like that, you should find a charity organization that is a part of that and, and volunteer to come speak. Ask if, if they'd be interested in, in, in your book or having you come speak. If you're a singer, come you know write a song specifically for that tie in with them because those charity organizations already get press and you tie in with the press but it's also the godly thing to do it's the right thing to do as a follower of Jesus Christ so do that and and I believe you reap what you sow if you look at everybody for what can I get from you you're not going to get much from God if you look at people like what do I have that God's gifted me with that I can offer to this organization or to this newspaper then God's able to to release that I love that because that's us sewing into another something that we do feel passionate about but we're sewing into them and helping them and being a resource for them and we're gonna end up God's gonna give us some extra promotion and some extra publicity out of it and even if he doesn't uh, you know I mean that's not the only reason to do it but I think that comes from the right heart of really wanting to support that and be known for supporting that so that then when the press starts talking about that topic or something in the news is going on about that topic they think of you right in fact Athena I don't know if you remember I'm sure Athena our friendship goes back years and years and years when I first met you I had just moved to Tennessee coming from Alaska now remember 17 years ago I was living in a remote cabin in Alaska nobody had ever heard of me I'd not written any screen books or screenplays no books I hadn't even written or had just started writing for Adventures and Odyssey but aside from shame self-promotion the number one thing that has helped me is just like our relationship has helped me is networking People would much rather promote and work with a friend than they would with a stranger. You've got to remember that everyone you meet in this industry is connected to somebody else. If you come at them like you're going to use them, the doors will close and they will not refer to them. If you come at them just as real, authentic, and a person, 
you will reap what you sow. I think networking is the thing that's taken my career the, the furthest and being prepared for the opportunities. So, Well, and, and one of the things I'll key off of there is I've been telling authors for 20 years, you want to become a resource. You want to be, become someone who gives away free information, it provides things that are going to help people. It's not always you got to buy my book if you want anything from me. No, 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 no. In fact, I believe, you know, I tied the first 20 minutes of my day to promoting anybody else but myself. I am really, for somebody who wrote the book, Shameless Self-Promotion, I'm really horrible at promoting myself, but I can sing the praises of my, couldn't you talk about your kids to your blue in your face or your best friend to your blue in the face? You just, you can't stop talking about them when you really believe in them. It's the same with me. Could I cold call someone and say, oh, I'm the funniest thing you need me? No, I couldn't do that. It would feel phony and awkward. But I keep my ears open. I teach at writers' conferences, filmmaking conferences, acting conferences. And it's amazing how those things are tied together. And somebody will say, I'm looking for a good sci-fi screenplay. And I'll be like, oh, I don't have a screenplay, but I know a great sci-fi writer. I know a great romance writer from this conference that I just went to. Let me put them in connection with you. You can option their book, and then you can hire someone like me to write their screenplay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we're going to get a little bit more into that whole networking thing. But if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network. We are here talking today about the power of promotion. And I'm talking to author, actor, and screenwriter Tori Martin from, if you hear any background noise at all, yeah, it's because we are in the lobby of the um, dormitory that we're all staying in on Wheaton Bible College campus for the Right to Publish conference. So that's, uh, if you hear anything going on, noise around us, that's why. But we've got about five minutes left, so I want to talk a little bit about your book, Shameless Self-Promotion. Give us a little bit of background on the book and why'd you write it and what's probably one tip out of that book that you could give that would really help an uh, aspiring author. Well, I'm going to give two tips to help an aspiring author. First, The first tip would be, in your press release, you've got to remember that once your release lands in an editor's hands, once you've written it, it only has 15 to 30 seconds to capture their attention. 15 to 30 seconds to capture their attention. That means the first few sentences have got to count. Um, if you can't write your own press release because you're awkward talking about yourself, go to the local newspaper, hire a reporter for about $25, $50 to write that press release for you. Not only will you get have their attention twice because once they're getting paid by you to write the press release but then it might just encourage them to go to their local newspaper and say hey I just wrote this article could you publish it because then they'll get paid twice um, and the same thing if you're looking for a photographer that's very expensive for a new writer you know headshots are overwhelming find your local newspaper find out who the photographer is that works there and if they do weddings or headshots and if they do you can get them on a budget and you get all those copies you want more than just one picture uh, of yourself because hopefully you're gonna be writing more than one book so you'll need different pictures to make those articles look different too. Shameless Self-Promotion is a, a book that I wrote with Mike Parker and Paula Parker. Paula and Mike train ex extensively in Nashville with artists on um, when a new recording artist comes out for a country label, they have to go through training with these guys for how to be prepared for doing the press. Um, but we didn't just want to write it by ourselves. We wanted to talk to um, people who are at the top of their game in every, in every chapter. For example, when we're talking about branding, branding yourself as an author, we interviewed Kevin Tucker of Collide Creative. Kevin does all the branding for, um, uh, he, he's worked with Willie Nelson, Big Daddy Weave, uh, he, and he did my website. ToryMartin.com, T-O-R-R-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N. He did that. Kevin Tucker did the chapter on branding. When it comes to radio, my good friend Larry Wayne from K-Love Radio, get how to get radio publicity, 
Kev, or, uh, uh, Larry Wayne was the person who's interviewed in that chapter, and he answered all the questions about how, as an author, a singer, to get your to get on the radio. Um, there's an expert for every chapter in it. It is available on Amazon.com, but it's one of those things that you're not going to find in a Christian bookstore. It was done through a small press because it is specific. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be for everyone. It's going to be for writers or musicians or pastors or anybody who needs to get publicity who's in ministry. That's that's what it was written for. I do want to give one more tip. If you guys go to these conferences, remember, people are going to remember a photo business card before more than they will remember a regular business card. Gotprint.com, I have no affiliation with it whatsoever, but like for $40, you can get a double-sided photo business card with your picture. It looks really professional. For $2,500 of them for 40 something bucks is not a bad investment. Remember, people remember a face more than they will remember a font. I like that. A face, not a font. Very good. Okay, let's see. We are down to a couple minutes. So um, the power of networking, give us just a little more on that concept. I know you said, talked about tithing the first 20 minutes of your day, promoting somebody else, which is powerful. Give me one or two other tips that, that could help our listeners on the whole power of networking. Well, I think the best tip is to be ready to introduce yourself. The other thing I would say is just be be willing to be a, a gypsy for God. You know, so many times people come to conferences like this thinking, oh, I've got to meet the most important person on this on this list in order to help my career. And I promise you, it's not the most important person on the, the list or the brochure that you need to meet. God has other plans. Look for the person who is feeling... Who, who feel, who looks like what you probably feel. If you see someone standing alone, sitting by themselves, that's the person you should go talk to. You'll be surprised. Remember, nobody is a nobody. Everybody is connected to someone, and hopefully we're all connected to God if you're in the, in, if you're in the Christian industry. So I would say the first thing is be willing to introduce yourself. Go to conferences and events where you'll be networking with other professionals who are in your industry. If you're a screenwriter, find a local screenwriting group. If you're a writer, find a local writer's group. Definitely go to a conference. Don't you think, Athena, that more connections for a writer come out of attending one of these conferences, meeting these publishers, sitting in front of these editors? And do you know why? Because they get bombarded with people who are trying to get a book published, and they're all fonts. They are all fonts and emails that come to them. But when they come to a conference and they meet you, they know you've paid some money to be at this conference. That means you're serious about your craft. Two, we've sat down face-to-face, and I know now you aren't crazy. And three, they'll say, when you write to us, make sure that you mention on the subject line, Write to Publish Conference, Blue Ridge Christian Writers Conference, Florida Christian Writers Conference. Put that in the subject line. They realize now, oh, this is somebody I met at one of these conferences. That email has now just jumped up over all the other ones because you're face-to-face. People remember a face, not a font. Invest in, in, a, in attending a conference. Build your career. That is great advice. Tori, thank you so much for being with me today. And let's just one more time give us your website so people know how to connect with you online. www.torimartin.com. T-O-R-R-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been great having you with me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you this week. Hi, this is Shannon Etheridge, relationship coach, speaker, and author of over 20 books, including the million-copy best-selling Every Woman's Battle series. 
It was over 15 years ago that I was struggling to navigate through this publishing world, and Athena Dean was one of the first people that I encountered in this industry. Now, we've stayed in touch ever since then because she was such an encourager then, and she's still an encouragement to me today. What a mover and a shaker for God's kingdom, and I have no doubt that Redemption Press is living up to its name. Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Athena Dean Holtz here, and I've been involved in the publishing industry as an author, blogger, coach, and publisher for over 25 years. One thing I've found is everyone has a story. It just takes the right team to help get it onto paper and then into a book that has the potential to touch lives. Give us a call today. The toll-free number is 844-2-REDEEM. That's 844-273-3336. Like us on Facebook or visit our site at authorsincharge.com. We would love to walk with you through your publishing journey. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. So welcome back to Publishing Today. This is Athena Dean Holtz, and we're talking today about the power of promotion. And we are here at Wheaton Bible College for the Right to Publish conference, and it's just been a very busy time. But uh, Rochelle Melander, my guest this morning, has just uh, rolled in from Milwaukee, and welcome to Publishing Today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So we are... You know, when you think about book promotion, uh, there's so many factors that can determine the outcome of it, uh, not the least of which are genre, audience, timing, and method. And Rochelle, you're here at Write to Publish helping authors learn to master social media. So first, let's get a foundation here. Why is social media so important for an author? Social media is the probably newest and best way to connect with other writers and with readers. And so in the old days, you would go to bookstores and you would talk at classes and so forth, write articles for print magazines. Today, what you're doing is connecting with people through social media outlets. And so without that, um, you're nobody. For the millennials, if they can't Google you, you don't exist. And so if you're going to be an author in this day and age, you need to be accessible to people on social media. Perfect. So, um, and just for everyone listening, if you hear some background noise, we are in the auditorium where there are editors and agents and publishers and mentors meeting with aspiring authors and writers. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's what's going on here. Um, so it, let me... Um, Let's kind of give a, a landscape of social media. When you say social media, what do you mean as far as the different outlets? So when I say social media, I mean any way that you're connecting with other people online. So it 
if you're going to think about social media, you want to think about the biggies. So LinkedIn is is probably the biggest professional website, and that's what's something you need to have. If you don't have your own website, you're going to need to have a profile on LinkedIn with clips of your work. Um, and then we think about Facebook, which is one of the largest social networking sites, um, and the statistics are are aging, but they still the largest number of people who are on on Facebook are still the 18 to 34 year olds. And then we want to think about Twitter, and Twitter does have a lot of people on it, but it's not you know superbly big. But Twitter is another place where you're going to want to be connecting with readers. Um, and then we go go down to the things that are a little more now and happening if you're young, so Instagram and Snapchat, and Pinterest is great if you're a woman, and Google Plus. Um, there are reports that it's kind of dead, but men really love Google+. Um, so there are all sorts of places. And the other thing you want to think about when it comes to social media is your website, um, other websites, so the blogs of people who um, are other writers in your genre, um, the blogs where the people who read your books are reading, um, because your goal, remember, is not to connect with other writers, but con to connect with your readers. And that's an important point, especially with bookstores going away. Uh, you know, the traditional bookstores where it was always the big push, you want to be on the bookstore shelf. Well, that's not very realistic now. So you have to learn to connect with your reader and your potential reader and your, those who are going to be cheerleaders for you and tell other people about your book. So, so that's what you're saying. Those are places where you're going to find those people who would be your audience. Yeah, I always encourage writers to think about where does my audience hang out online? So, uh, you know, one of the sites I didn't mention was Goodreads. Um, Goodreads is an, another social networking site for readers, and you can, a reader can go in there and kind of log all the books that they've read. But writers can set up profile pages. Writers can blog on the site. You can set up your blog so it shows up on that site. You can connect with readers. You can do giveaways with readers. Um, Library Thing is another website run by libraries where you can give away some of your books, comment on books, review books. Um, you know, it, we're really dealing with algorithms. So the more your name pops up, um, the higher you're going to be in searches. Um, when people search for books on fill in the blank, whatever you write. Um, so the more you're out there, the better it is. But then the more you're connecting with readers, and especially your readers, the better it is. So you kind of have to put your detective hat on and think, who are my readers and where do they gather? And even go and talk to some of your readers. Because that's what's going to give you the information to spend your time wisely online. Very good. So that actually goes right into my next question. Can social media be a time waster for some authors? Yeah, I think social media can be a huge time waster. Um, I write books. 
I coach people to write books. I coach people around social media. And I really monitor my own time online. I mean, I need to be online every day. I need to be doing social media every day. But I make sure that time is purposeful as opposed to just kind of scrolling and getting into that kind of drugged lull where you're just looking at whatever's going on in what, whomever's life on Twitter or Facebook or even LinkedIn, or you're getting jealous. Oh my gosh, they got a contract and I didn't. So it's really important to just kind of set some boundaries around your time and then pay attention to when you get into that place where you're stopped being productive and you've moved into being kind of in a lull or doing things without thinking. Um, because I think that's when we start reacting and responding in ways that are not necessarily helpful and making some of the mistakes. So if you feel yourself getting angry uh, or having a, or envious or having some sort of strong reaction to someone, back off, turn off the computer, go for a walk, think about it, and then really think thoughtfully about how you want to respond. Um, and I encourage people to schedule their social media time. So you do it at the same time every day. You can use something like Hootsuite or Buffer to um, load up your posts. And then you can schedule the time that you're going to relate to other people because the bottom line is social media is about building relationships, not about selling you or your books or whatever. Very good. And I would think that the other side of uh, it being a time waster would be the not being intentional and being spread out too thin. So you're just like, oh, I got to be on every social media site, which would also be a waste of time because, you know, you can only do so much. And if you want to be effective and still write and still do the things you need to do. Yeah, and I think, you know, part of it is you want to be intentional about connecting to your readers and not just kind of slapdash stuff out there. The other thing is you don't want to be all you all the time. So I always teach people, you know, one post about you for every 12 to 15 posts about other people. And so you need to remember if it's someone's birthday, acknowledge that. If someone comments on your post on Facebook or LinkedIn, acknowledge that. Enter into a conversation with them. You're not trying to get people to say yay you. You're trying to build a relationship with people who are going to be recommending your books, reading your books, sharing your posts with others. And they're not going to want to share your posts with others if you're not sharing their posts in turn. Um, so it's really about kind of thinking about who you are and who you want to be in public and how that's going to look online. I mean, I want you to think about online life as a giant networking event. And just like you wouldn't stand up in the middle of a networking event and say, hey, this is me. I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. Look at my books. You should not do the same thing online. That's very wrong and embarrassing <laughs> for you. Amen. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network. We're talking today about the power of promotion, and I have with me Michelle Rochelle Melander, who's here at the conference teaching authors how to effectively manage social media. And I think what you just said was so good because um, for every one that you talk about yourself, did you say 15 about someone, 12 to 15 about someone else? So in the first segment today, we had Tori Martin on, and he talked about intentionally tithing the first 20 minutes of every day, talking about other people and, and promoting other people. 
And and that's so what you just said goes right along with that idea, and I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important, and I think you want to be known as someone who recommends other people. And and if if you're going to become an author of note, either in nonfiction books or novels, it's important to be known as someone who reads and respects other authors. And so, um, you know, it's all good when you share your book. Um, or when you share your your publicity time with someone else, you're also connecting with their readers. Um, so one thing I like to do is I invite a lot of guest authors on my blog. I have a writing blog. Um, it was just recently named one of the top 101 blogs for writers um, by Writer's Digest magazine. And I think what people like about my blog is I host so many guest authors. Um, and that does a real service for my readers. My readers get to read someone else's point of view. But it also does a service for me because I'm getting connected to their readers. And so it becomes kind of a, a shared event. So I really encourage you to start you know, sharing the stage space with people. Now tell us where that blog, how we can find that blog, because that, uh, while we're talking about it, I'd like to hear about that. My blog is rightnowcoach.com, W-R-I-T-E, nowcoach.com slash blog. Um, and I post every Tuesday morning, and it's either a post from me about writing and and promoting or it's a post from one of my colleagues about their book about books they recommend or about some specific area of expertise in writing that they bring um, and that they can teach um, for the greater writing community okay now something you said right before we got onto that was um, when you are recommending other books and other authors and sharing articles and other things that other people write instead of just talking about yourself what I think is interesting about that is what that does is it's not only developing your credibility for what you, I mean, if you're sharing something that you agree with, you're letting people know more about you indirectly because they're going, wow, if you like this author and you like this author, you like what they're saying, then okay, we're on the same page. So it's really uh, indirectly building your platform by doing that. And I, it, just, it just totally hit me as you were saying that. Yeah, I think it really lets people know who you are and who you're connecting to. Plus, it builds your credibility as an author and it builds your understanding of your genre. Because the more you can understand and know about your genre, um, the better you are able to serve your genre and to serve your readership. So if you know what your readers love, then you're much better able to serve them. And one of the things I like to encourage people to do is blog. Start a blog with six or seven other authors do um, in-person events with six or seven other authors, do blog hops with other authors, do your online launches with other authors, um, because that's a way that you can gather kind of the strength of numbers um, to help your cause. And that creates synergy, and you've got your, uh, if someone, if you're picking five or six other authors to do these events with, you're probably, if they like your, if the audience likes your writing, they're going to like their writing, because you're, you're going to kind of pick people that may be in a similar genre, and so then you're sharing each other's audience, which means you're, I mean, that's like a win-win for everyone, and I've seen book signings that have been dismal when it's just one person, but when it's a team of authors, they're just they're helping promote each other it's like a it's a it's just a I mean uh, yeah 
I get excited when I think about that, and I could go on and on, and we've only got a minute and a half left, so let me ask you this. What would you say your best social media tip would be for authors? Oh, that's so hard, because there's so many. Um, I think really, um, first of all, be uh, thoughtful and come up with a social media plan. So decide what you want to do with social media and what venues are going to be best for you to accomplish it. You know, everything in the social media world moves really, really fast. And so I don't think you need to move at the speed of light because then you're going to make mistakes. So just take some time and be thoughtful about where you want to be present and who you want to be talking to and how that connects to your purpose and your ability to serve your community and serve God through your community. So really think about that and then schedule your time wisely. Um, and, and then uh, once every three or four months, really reflect on what you're doing and what's working and kind of look at your stats. Are you reaching people? Or are you not reaching people? Maybe you need to move to a different platform then. That's awesome. I just, um, I love your insight. And when we were on the panel together this morning and they were talking about blogging and how everybody should blog, I had written down some notes, be thoughtful, be intentional, you know, so, and that is so true. Don't just say a bunch of stuff that's not worth saying. I mean, think about what you're going to say. And that's why I love that you just do it once a week and you make sure that you're gonna have some quality content. And so I love that. So, okay, thank you so much for being with us today, but remind us where we can find you online. Well, you can find me everywhere as Right Now Coach. So I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook as Right Now Coach, um, and Instagram, my newest thing. And you can find my website at rightnowcoach.com. Perfect, well, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a delight. Thanks for having me, this has been fun. Ever thought about writing a book to tell your story, inspire others, or fulfill a calling in your life? Putting your words on paper is a frightening yet thrilling process that can result in untold lives being touched. The professionals at Redemption Press will walk with you through the process of creating a product you will be proud of. My book was extremely personal, very close to my heart, my baby. From the first call I made to Redemption, Athena and her staff tended to this child like it was their own. My manuscript was very involved, including not only text, but also photographs of my artwork. My project manager was so patient and helpful. She was in it for the long haul. Whether it was through phone calls or emails, every staff member at Redemption involved in the publishing process made me feel like I was a person and that my book was their priority. Give Redemption Press a call today at 844-2-REDEEM. Like them on Facebook or go to authorsincharge.com for more information. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
Well, here we are at the Wheaton Bible College campus for the Right to Publish conference, and I am here with two authors who are going to share from their experience on the power of promotion. And so first, let me introduce you to Jill Richardson and uh, hear a little bit about her story. Thanks for being with me, Jill. Hi. Um, I published a book called Hobbits, You and the Spiritual World of Middle Earth. You can imagine that's... Um, aimed toward Lord of the Rings fans and Hobbit fans and J.R.R. Tolkien fans. Basically, it is a devotional for teens, tweens, college students, and a lot of parents go through it with their kids, so that's been very profitable for them. Nice. So now tell me how long ago you published. It was published at the end of 2013. Okay. So um, you, you very clear what your market is. So tell us first, what was the best, most effective, most successful promotion idea that you instituted with your book, and how did that go? It was um, a lot of guest blogging, but it was very specific. I'd spent a long time just marketing, but as, as I said, this is a pretty niche audience, mm -hmm. and so I finally decided I have to find those blogs, and I found who would read this book? Well, people who like Christian fantasy. So I found a fantasy Christian blog tour, and I basically stalked everyone on it, and <laughs> got their names and their blogs and their emails, and I emailed all of them and said, would you like to do a review? Would you like me to do a guest blog? And pretty much all of them said yes, because that's their audience. And so it was, it was very successful, and, and I love doing it. I made contacts, so... So then did you, now I've heard a lot of times on uh, blog tours that they can be very um, strategic as far as, you know, you do one place a day and so you're on a different um, blog every day. Did you, did you get that complicated or was it just you contacted everyone and you just went with the flow, whatever you got back? The second. <laughs> it was not a tour. I just kind of piggybacked off of someone else's tour and looked at all the names and their blogs and, and contacted them. Okay, so when you offered them um, a review copy, did you offer them an, uh, just a PDF, or did you offer to send them a hard copy, or what was your, how did you do that part? Either one. Uh, most of them, I think, chose a gifted Kindle copy, and a lot of them didn't have time to do a review, but they just wanted me to guest blog, so that was probably most of them. Okay, so you asked them for a review, or if they would want you to guest blog. So you gave them an either or. You didn't just come in with one thing. You gave them a choice, which is good sales in case you don't know that. So that's good. So so did you have any that wanted to review it or did they all just let you um, guest blog? I think I had about two that wanted to review it, but the rest were, were pretty much guest blogs. Awesome. Okay, I love that. Okay, so now tell me... Um, of all the things that you've done to promote your book, what was the biggest bomb and the biggest waste of time, waste of money? That would have been with the other book I have out, actually. Um, don't forget to pack the kids' short-term missions for your whole family. It is self-explanatory. It's how to take your entire family on a short-term mission, uh, which we did, to China. And so when I first came out with that book, I, I was following you know, the things that people say to do, contact I tried to contact a lot of denominational places thinking, well, they send a lot of people on missions, right? 
but I sent them the actual book and a letter, and then every, you know, I read things that said send a gift, and I thought it'd be cute. So what says China more than an origami panda head, right? So, <laughs> so I had my husband make a bunch of those, put them in, rent letters, and pretty much crickets. <laughs> so that was a lot of money and a lot of time, and what I didn't realize was that most of those denominations have a publishing house, and they don't want my book. They want theirs. So that was a bomb. Okay, so lesson well learned. Um, if you're going to try a strategy like that that's going to cost that much money, uh, maybe try contacting one or two from different denominations and saying, okay, I'd like to just ask your opinion. I have this book. I'm thinking about sending it. I mean, I think most Christians are willing to give you their opinion. You might have found out ahead of time if you'd kind of researched maybe a little to see if they'd be willing. Mm -hmm. You might have found that out, right? Right. That was pretty much my first foray into self-marketing. And I, I learned, it was, a, it was a steep learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's, you know, we hear good ideas out there from people who say, wow, you should do this. But it doesn't apply to your market. And your market, it didn't work for. But somebody else's, that might have worked for. So do you have any other little tips that you've learned along the way on promoting your book that you'd like to share? work very hard and make make contacts. I mean, I've got so many people I'm just making contacts with, not to sell them anything, but they become natural cheerleaders and they're the best. So that's what I'm working on now. Very good. Thank you so much for being with me today. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Okay. So our next author that we're going to talk to is uh, Lee Blum. And uh, Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? Um, I published a memoir titled Table in the Darkness. Um, it's a memoir about my struggle with an eating disorder 20 years ago and recovery from it. So um, that is the book I wrote. All right. So you, then you, was your market um, women or young, young women or was there a, a specific market you were, you were targeting? Um, I was targeting women from late 20s, early 40s, um, but the book, what has come out of it has been that people, all women really um, relate to that feeling of not being good enough and how it manifests itself into other forms of not taking care of ourselves, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. So a little bit of surprise there. I like that when, when God does that. So, okay, so tell us the biggest success that you have had so far on promoting that particular title and tell us what happened well is it okay if I start with my biggest failure absolutely <laughs> go for it because okay. it leads to my success which is a little different than really getting out there and promoting it was more my mindset of being an author, a published author um, I got very caught up in the Amazon numbers so you can go on Amazon and you can see how well your book is doing very similar to the number on the scale that we do as women. I got very caught up in my book is a failure, my book isn't doing well enough, why did I write this book, And which is the whole book is about how we never feel good enough as women. And here I am as an author then getting very caught up in this um, kind of game of numbers. So I had to take a step back and ironically enough, I saw a 60 Minutes interview with the lead singer of Foo Fighters which I didn't, I'm not sure I even know any of their songs, but he was on talking about 
um, craft and the craft of music. And they asked him, they said, you're so famous, you know, do you, you know, do you still practice? He said, every day I go down in my basement and I sing and I practice music because I love it. And it made me take a step back to why did I write in the first place? Because I love it and I love encouraging and inspiring women. So I had to go back to my why. Why am I writing? Am I writing to become famous? No. Am I writing to sell millions of copies of books? No. The Amazon numbers don't make me better or worse. Why am I going back to my why? So those two things actually helped me then move forward in my writing and it's increased my, my um, views on my blog and sales have gone up because I stopped trying to be what everyone wanted and just wrote from my heart. And that has been very helpful in the process. Well, and writing from your passion and remembering why you're doing what you're doing is so important. You're right. And that is, that can, that just that whole mindset of, okay, why am I doing this? And am I doing this to glorify God and to really do what he's called me to do? And when you get that mindset, then he can do his thing and good things can happen. So tell us about the good stuff that happened. Well, now, I mean, I just... When I sit down to write, I write from my heart and I write from where I feel a message God's telling me to instead of thinking, hey, is this going to get me a spike on sales or hey, is because it's not, it, that's not out of a natural place and it comes off more real. And instead of just focusing on eating disorders, which is what the book is about now, I just focus on what I see as women and what what's happening with women and what I see in my everyday life and it becomes very fun and then it's helped book sales because I'm people will buy your book when they um, usually meet you or they understand your voice and when I stopped writing for numbers and started writing basically from my heart and and from what I see is happening with women people people get that and, and it's a universal things like shame and not feeling good enough are universal feelings mm-hmm. and once I really tapped into that I was able to to let go of kind of the performance and just do what I, I love. Okay, so does that mean you've got a blog that you normally write for on a consistent basis and then that's what drives the sales? Yes, exactly. Um, that has been probably, if I would say all the promotion work that I've done, all the marketing materials, all the speaking engagements, um, all the book tours, what continues to help me with sales is developing a following of readers who are hungry for consistent information on the topic that they want. So I'm consistent about writing for women, consistent about writing for women's issues, and keeping my um, blog for what they're coming to it for, not starting to write about, you know, animals or, or things like that, but writing about what I said I was going to write about. And so that what that tells me is you've, you know who your market is, you've targeted your blog posts and what you're writing about to them, and which is one of those things that I'm always having to tell authors, okay, not everyone's going to read your book, so having that expectation is just way out, it's just unreal, so you have to bring it into, okay, who's going to benefit the most from what you have to say and speak to them, and it sounds like that's what you've been doing. Yeah, and that's what's worked the best. Um, a narrow focus 
but people will come back because they're looking for that. I am not the writer who's going to talk about theology issues. I'm going to write about women walking into a party and seeing another woman and not feeling like they measure up. And I, st I stick with that, and that has helped tremendously. Um, it's, easy, it's easy to do, but we get kind of caught up in like, oh, I should write about this and write about that. But um, stay with your niche, and, and then people, you develop what I like to call rabid fans, mm -hmm. fans that come back, and they're hungry for more and hungry for kind of the same type of material that you're offering them. I love that. Well done. Well, so tell us where we can find tell us where we can find your blog and take a look at it. Thank you. It's leewolfbloom.com and lee is spelled l e e w o l f e n b l u m.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up today's show with our Ask Athena segment where I answer the questions you've been asking about. If you have a question you'd like me to address on the air, send it by email to me at question at askathena.com. And today's question was asked by George L. Baybeck. He said, I think it would be neat to hear about other authors, their successes, failures, and tips for new authors. Well, guess what? That's what our whole show has done today. So I'm not even going to add anything to it. And we are going to, because we're out of time, just go ahead and wrap up the show by saying it has been wonderful to have Tori and Rochelle along with Jill and Lee on the show. They just added so much and uh, I think gave great examples of the power of promotion. So be sure to join us next week when our topic is the power of an article. Promote your book by writing articles for print and internet. And again, that's going to be with some amazing experts live from Wheaton Bible College here on campus at the Right to Publish Conference. I'll be introducing you to Doc Hensley, Ann Bile, and Ginger Kolbaba. They are all here with me this week on the Right to Publish faculty and are veritable wealths of information. So you won't want to miss next week's show. This is Athena Dean Holtz for Publishing Today Radio, brought to you by Redemption Press. Have a great week until we're back with you again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Network. Thank you for tuning in to Publishing Today Radio. Be sure to join your host, Athena Dean Holtz, again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.